You're listening to the Career Musician Podcast with creator and host, Nomad. With 20 plus years of experience in the music industry, Nomad has done just about everything to earn a living as a career musician. From being music director to celebrity artists, playing iconic arenas and stadiums, composing for film and TV, and even playing your average local club gigs, he's done it all. Nomad's mission is to empower musicians across the globe with strategies for a sustainable career while blasting stereotypes and to bring you tried and true wisdom from his colleagues in this crazy business we call music. Welcome to the Career Musician Podcast with yours truly, Nomad. Today, often touted as R&B's best kept secret, although I disagree because if you don't know who this man is, then you have literally been sleeping under a rock. Chem, that's right. Platinum selling Chem, gold selling Chem, Grammy noms Chem, NAACP Image Awards Chem, five number one singles Chem. This man has done it all, and I've had the pleasure of working with him both in the studio and behind the camera. Let me tell you, this episode is a treat, folks. Check it out right here on the Career Musician Podcast with hashtag Community by Chem himself. We are super excited to have you here on The Career Musician. We welcome Kem. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, wow. Okay. I've been doing some research. Quite a lot to cover. Uh, I'll try to be, uh, you know, as expeditious as possible so I don't bore you. But, man, you have accomplished so much. Uh, You know, multi-platinum selling albums, gold platinum selling, you know, three Grammy nominations, four NAACP Image Awards, five number one singles, you know, several sold out shows all over the world. A couple which I've had the pleasure of being there with you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just your story in general is so inspiring. The fact that you have built your career literally from the ground up on your own, that serves as an inspiration to me. And I think to everybody listening, uh, will be able to really appreciate the fact that, wow, we truly can as human beings do whatever we set our minds to do. Yeah. 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 I think that there's, uh, I think there's, uh, there, there is some truth in that for sure. What an inspiration. Let's talk a little bit about your history, you know, uh, growing up, I guess in, in Detroit, is that right? Well, I was born in Nashville and we left, my family left Nashville when I was, uh, probably four years old and then we moved to Detroit. So I've got, I've got some Nashville roots as well as uh, some Motown roots as well. You know what I'm saying? Both music cities. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I did a stint in Nashville for about eight years, but that was a while ago as well. All right. And then you found yourself making your first album and selling it out of the trunk of your car. I love that. We've all heard that before. Sometimes yeah. you think, oh man, that never really happened. But tell us about that. What was that like? Yeah, my first album, Chemistry, uh, you know, those were those were the good old days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it was it was really it was really an exhilarating time. Uh, you know, that's when uh independent retailers were, you know, plentiful. Uh, you know, the mom and pop record shops. Right. I sold, I had been trying to get a record deal since I was a teenager and uh, always going the, the, uh, the proverbial route of uh, 
create demo tapes with you know either myself or with a band or or other people and 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 then packaging them up and sending them off to labels and and talking to people i did that dance for a long time so uh when when i got ready to record the chemistry cd the chemistry album i still call them albums um i actually was we i recorded the chemistry album there, there was a live version that we did at a coffee house in Detroit. You know, I was like, this is the most expeditious way to, uh, to make an album is to bring some live musicians together and just, and just, and just play these songs, you know, and then put this music out. And, uh, and that was, that was the plan. But as it turned out, I didn't like the recording. Um, so um, I didn't like the recording, and so I, I squashed the plans of, of releasing that, uh, releasing that recording as an album. But copies of it got out, and and people were in the city were vibing to this record. <laughs> they were wow. vibing to this music, you know. And uh, and then I started doing shows and and or doing show, and I would do show. It was I would do shows, man, performing my own music. I didn't do any covers. It would just be the songs that I had written and like nobody, you know, a lot of them gigs, man, nobody knew who, you know, who is this cat? You know, you talking about, you talking about sweating. <laughs> so, so that's huge. So let's, let's unpack that for a minute. Yeah. First of all, like, it seems like, I'm so glad you brought that up. It seems like every band or artist who's ever created their own stuff always start with covers. Right. What, what set it in your mind? Okay. I'm not going to do covers. How did you formulate that? Because I, you know, I hire great musicians. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, and I sang in a wedding band for a long time. Okay. And uh, probably for about four or five years, of course, doing covers. But when I was, when I was, you know, that's weddings and bat mitzvahs right. and, you know, that those are the real musicians, right? I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. Those are the cats, right, that are working four sets a night, you know, 20 minute breaks, you know what I'm saying for, Grinders, you know, and, yeah. and, and, you know, that's, that's the grind and then getting up and going to their other job for eight hours, you know, the next right. day, that's, right. that's the real grind. But, uh, you know, I just, I just, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't do covers, you know, I just, I just didn't do covers. And, um, you know, I found a lot of places that a lot of opportunity to where people would let me sit and play and play my song. Some of those gigs were paid gigs and some of them were, you know, chicken wing gigs. And some of them were, yeah. you know, just, I'm happy to be here to, you know, to, to, to sing these songs for you. And, uh, dude, literally there was at one point in the very beginning is like, I had five, maybe six original songs. And, uh, I had a, you know, it was a quartet. Uh, there was there was just a rhythm section, bass, yeah. drums, and keys, and guitar. And I had four songs. We played four songs all night. The first set would be, <laughs> dig it, dig it, man. Look, the first set this would be. Awesome. We would sing. We we would play the. We would play the. We would play these songs. These five songs, and they would be instrumentals. And everybody would take a solo. <sighs> And then the second set we came on, I would actually sing the songs, <laughs> right? Oh, and then the man. restaurant, and the restaurant would turn over, and then we would do the same. Do thing. Do it again. You know what I'm saying, bro? That's yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. 
So I really like it. It didn't seem brilliant at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but now looking back, you say, wow, you know, look at how far you've come. And I think that's really smart to separate church and state, so, so to speak, in a creative manner. Sure, when I'm in the wedding band, I do all these covers, I do that, I make a little money. But when I'm doing my artistry, I'm just right. going to do my artistry. Right, right. I think right. there is brilliance in that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah and looking back, yeah, all, all, all those things work together. So I'm doing these gigs, and this CD, this, this, this CD is circulating from this live gig. And so now I'm doing shows, and I hit the first few chords of a song, and then the audience is singing the singing it back to me you know what i'm saying they're starting they're starting the song and i'm not starting the song and it's like okay wait a minute like what's happening now you know what i'm saying people have been listening have been vibing to this recording that i didn't think was good enough and they've been vibing with it you know and they know this music you know what i'm saying and now kim is and now kim is in detroit and kim is a vibe you know but but I would I would eventually go into the studio and re-record those songs and 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 release them on my own label and press up CDs myself and sell them out of my car and put them on consignment and go to the one stops myself and you know I would eventually get to that place but it all started you know it you know it all it, that that that's how that that's how that ball got rolling yeah so so this is perfect because as artists we always talk about the first time we've heard our song on the radio right right uh and, and it's just it, it blows you away you're kind of enamored right but then also there's the other side of the artist that were perfectionists so right. like you just said it you said songs that i didn't think were good enough i play three four notes or chords and the audience is singing it back to me right. let's talk about that let's talk about the the, the perfectionism you know the gene that's in in you and in many artists and how you are able to mitigate that on a daily <laughs> because sometimes it can be self-inhibiting right. right oh definitely you know definitely and it, and 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 it has been you know but i think that um you know when i made my first album i you know i wanted to create a project that could sit that was that was sitting on the shelves next to whoever was out at that time you know what i'm saying right. like i'm not in con- you're not in you're not in you're not in competition once you get a record deal you're in competition your con- the competition starts when you're making the record you know what i'm saying right. so that's right your record your record has to be as my record has to be as good as face's record it's got to be as good as luther's record it's got to be as good as anita's record it's got to be good as lionel's records oh. it's got to be good as prince and mike it's got to be able to to sit now we can always debate whether i ever actually reach that re- reach that goal or you know you may not feel that way about my music i may not feel that way about yeah. it but oh, no, that you is have. the goal in but my opinion, you, you have. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where you're going, right? right? That's what that's that's what that's the bar, you know. The and that analogy, is. that analogy to physical shelf space mm. back in the right. day, it used to be on shelves, the album or right. the CD, or so, and you literally would be sitting next to those other artists, right? So I right. love that visual right. because right. now, you although know. we don't have that physical shelf, we still have the visual, right? Right, and I feel you know, and so when I'm recording, you know, I, I you know. I, I, you know, I mean, I work at a at a at a high level. I mean, you've done, 
sessions <laughs> you've you've weathered my abuse <laughs> but you know what that that's all part of it and it's i'm so glad you said that because i talk about studio etiquette all the time you know and as, a, yeah. as a career musician uh if you're there to play an instrument so there's okay so i wear different hats but when i'm wearing the hat of session musician and i'm there to collaborate with an artist and a producer I am there to facilitate your dream, your vision, help facilitate it. And if you, the artist and or producer or any combination thereof asks me to do something, it is my obligation to do my best to make that happen. Yeah. That's yeah. just the truth of it. Yeah. And it and doesn't, I'm, I'm... it doesn't matter how much, you know, how painstaking it is to get there. The, the idea is we have to get there no matter what. Right. Right. And at the end of the day, dude, I just have to I have to like what's coming back through the speakers. You That's know, right. and I don't and I'll do whatever and I'll do whatever it takes. It's not it's not. So I don't I don't necessarily see it as as perfectionism. I see it as I see it as process. I see it as as I need to do whatever it takes in order to like what's coming out of those speakers. I got to do whatever it takes. So if that means, and you, the music, my musicians think they got it bad, dude, when I'm cutting vocals and cats don't know, right. like, I'm not just, I'm not just, you know, an artist who is, you know, going in and then singing it down and then I'm leaving in the producer. No, I'm involved in every aspect. So I'm editing my own vocals. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm you know, yeah. I'm editing the drums. I'm, I'm editing the bass. I'm editing, when you send me, your track, I'm the one who's, you know, moving as, you know what I'm saying? So nice. Whatever it takes in order for me to, to, to like what's coming out of the speakers, that's, 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 that's what I'm, I'm willing to do, whatever it takes. Yeah. Right. But once again, I think there's, there's a lot of wisdom in this. You're able to separate the two. You're acting as a producer and an artist on one side, but on the other side, you're listening objectively as a consumer of the music, right? Right, right. So you're, you're right. kind of listening with untainted ears. Right. A, a, right. a, a, a clean slate, a blank palette, right? Yeah. Because yeah. if you go in biased, oh, I know this joint is good. This is so good. I love it. Uh, you're already kind of starting in not so good of a space. Right. right. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't love it, I don't put it out. Right. Right. You know, if I don't love it, I don't, it doesn't, I don't even, if I don't love it, I don't even, I don't even I don't even flush it out. You know what I'm saying? I gotta I, I gotta love I gotta love what it is. You yeah. know? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So so is it true like, you know, we can go on your website and everywhere else on online and check out some of your story. So you did finance this first album chemistry on on, on credit, on like a credit card. American Express. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's, yeah, oh, man. It's, you know. Again, I always I, talk about that faith. Man. Dude, look here. We're going to make it's, uh, you know, and that's, and that is what it is. You know, it's, 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 it's believing, it's believing in yourself. And, and, and I didn't, you know, and I don't, I think that uh, for those of us who are privileged to, to be career musicians, you know, I think that this, I, I think that we're living in our purpose. You know what I'm saying? This is what we're supposed to be doing. And I think That's that right. there is something in us That's right. that there is something in us that knows that. You know what I'm saying? It's not yes. just 
mama said you play good in the living room or you know you you know your mother will sing for everybody come on in here and sing for everybody come on in here it's not that you know what i'm saying it's like there is you know i know that i know that i know that i know that this is what i'm supposed to be doing at what level how it shakes out i don't know but like i know that this is what so whatever i got to do in order to make that happen and uh so american express you know had obviously mistaken me for somebody with good credit. <laughs> you made it happen, man. You made it happen. That proactive approach—that's what you need to do. Yeah. You know, if you're not willing to, if you're not willing to put everything that you have, put your credit, put your 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 FICO score, your your money, your resources behind your dream, then why would you expect anybody else to sign up for it? Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, so true. Yeah. And then, so then Motown gets wind of you crushing it in Detroit, like you said. Yeah. Now you're developing a local fan base, which yeah. obviously then spread. But uh, so did you go to Motown? Did Motown come to you? How did that transpire? Uh, Motown called us. You know, my manager uh, at the time, Toya Hankins, was, uh, you know, we were, we were grassroots grinding, you know, uh, we were, you know, it was, it was an incredible time. We had... Uh, we were selling records in Detroit, in Chicago. I was selling them online. Nice. Uh, we had Airplay in Miami, uh, Hot 105 in Miami, uh, Derek Brown and, you know, WHUR. And uh, so we were on the radio. You know, I was getting publishing checks. I but, was, but let's talk, let's talk about that. Because indie, as an indie artist, doing a radio campaign, and having your right. publishing straight, those are two big steps that a lot of you know emerging artists right. kind of kind of don't, they missed the mark on that. So tell me how you how you did that. Tell us. I read a I read a lot, you know, coming you know, and I'm not a, I'm not a, a a voracious reader, but I just wanted to know, you know, I wanted to know, you know, I needed to know what 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 BMI was, and I needed to know. Um, you know, I understood that, like, you know, from from conception, you know, I as far as publishing, like I own I own this, you know, this intellectual property. I, I needed to know how to put a barcode, get my own barcode, yes. my own company, my own LLC and figure out how to put get a barcode that belonged to me so I could put it on this record so that when I do take it into these these stores and it gets scanned, you know, it that shows up somewhere. You know, I, I need to. Yeah, you know all of that stuff, man, and like, and I wasn't, and it was by default, dude. I wasn't, you know, a record executive. You know, I didn't hold the MBA. You know, I was just that information was out there, and it's like, okay, so what do I need to do next? You know, what what else? What do I need to do next? What's 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 the next thing? It's like one one foot, you know, in front of the other, and uh, um, you know, and Toya was very instrumental in in, in networking and 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 shipping out, you know. Um, packages to the labels we did do that right uh but we weren't waiting you know but we weren't waiting you know what i'm saying it was like we put the we put the music in the hands of the people you know we let the people the people drove everything the people if, if you have something that people dig you know industry will follow you know what I'm saying? Man, you said so much right there. I mean, I want to unpack some of that because, wow, first of all, you recognize that it's IP, intellectual property, which so many people fail to understand that that's what it is. Okay, once you recognize that, then you said, all right, what are the channels that I have to go through? 
in order to get this into the hands of the fans, the people, like you said. Okay, so that's right, the second right. thing. And then you self-educated. And that's what it takes. And I don't care if you did this. I, I, I believe you did this in the early 2000s, right? Early 2000s, yeah. Right. So I don't care if you did it then or if you're doing it 20 years later. Sure, some of the methods have changed. Some of the you know distribution and things have changed. But the principles remain the same. The principles are the same. Yeah. What a yeah. message, man. So that's why I keep hitting in on this because I'm like, I know there's artists out there that need to hear this. Yeah. Again, beautifully executed in, in your business plan. You know. Right, right, right. The business plan. Right. The, the business plan. Right. <laughs> right. I know it's one foot in front of the other, but yeah. essentially, we, you know, we, we intellectualize it, man. But it's really, you know, but it's, I get it. you know, there wasn't no, yeah. there was no plan. It was just kind of like, you know, this is what this is what I need to do next. You know, right. it's understanding, understanding all of the all of the elements, and and for those things that I don't understand or don't have a handle on, knowing that having somebody to call who does, you know, <sighs> and uh, um, you know, and it's still a learning process because it's different right. now. You know, right. I mean, the principles are the same, but the, but the, but the, you know, there aren't obviously, you know, you can't buy a CD or you can't buy an album, you know, damn near anywhere. Right. I mean, they're, <laughs> you know, so, but the principle is the same, dude, if you, yeah. if you're on, whether you're on Spotify or, or Tidal or, or wherever, you know, your, whatever platform, if somebody hears your music and they dig it, you know, it's the same thing. You know That's what I'm right. saying? If people dig the music, man, then you know it all boils down to people to people loving what you do. I love you know? that. And then, but then the other thing, the other side of this is you took you took what you gambled on, you took that product, and then you started a radio campaign so you could monetize that and collect the publishing of what you held on your own, bro. Again. I'm telling you this yeah. sure it sounds like yeah i'm just doing it you know out of necessity but bro you really work this out because now those publishing checks are helping support you as an artist to help you create your next work and so forth it right. just perpetuates itself right 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 you know right. so i mean execution to the t you know yeah 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 those Excellent. were those were those were the good old days. <laughs> it's still, it's still good. It's still, it's still good. good. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's you know, the good new know. days now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the good new days. Yeah. Let's talk about touring. So, so then you 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 hook up with Motown. Uh, uh, I guess you get a five album deal. Is that right? Initially yeah. with them. Yeah, and yeah. then you start hitting the road to support all the beautiful art you're creating. You were used to gigging because you were gigging around the Detroit area. You said, you know. Yeah. But when you go on tour as your own artist for the first time talk about yeah. that that must have been exciting it was it was exciting and it was um and it was uh and it was stressful mm. you know i mean there's a lot there's a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> right because there's a you know it's one thing you know to to uh to be singing in a in a in a club or you know, on a festival, you know, locally, which is great work. And, and it's not, you know, I mean, you know, I cut my teeth in the wedding band and, and, you know, sang in church choirs. I mean, it's one thing to do that. It's a whole nother thing when your name is on the sign. <laughs> you know what That's I'm saying? right. That's right. Your name is on the sign and you are the guy in front and you are the guy or the girl, 
you know, who's responsible for filling these seats, you know, and you are the, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's a lot, you know, and it, it was fun and it was, and it was exhilarating and it still is, you know, exhilarating in a lot of ways. It was, um, it was, uh, you know, it was simple in the fact that, you know, I had one album and the people, you know, and that's, that, I think that's one of the biggest takeaways from a live performance is that the audience wants you to win. We'd be thinking like the audience, mm -hmm. we got to go out here and like beat the audience up to get us, to get them to like us. You know what I'm saying? But the audience bought the ticket because they want you to win. They came to see you, to see you win. So, wow. you know what I'm saying? You're starting off, you're start you, you're starting off with a leg, with a leg up. You know what I'm saying? Hey, this is Motown recording artist Kim, and you're listening to The Career Musician with Nomad. Be sure to like, follow, share, and comment on Instagram and Facebook. Download, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. That's you know, a great way to frame it. Yes. You know, you already you didn't buy the ticket, so they're ready. They're ready to see you. So you can, you can, you know, you should be able to relax just a little bit. A little bit, right? <laughs> you know right. <laughs> With those first shows, man, it was like you know, on my first album, I played all the keyboards. You know, it was just the production was keyboards, bass, drums, and guitar, and some horns. So like, I'm playing all the keyboards. So I never got up. I sat in the middle of the stage on my motif and I sang these songs off of my first album, you know, and people, I mean, and it was me, it was the guy, you know, and I think that was really what really set us up to be able to do so well, you know, doing shows because I was just the guy who you were, who you've been listening to at your desk or in your car or while you were cleaning your house. It was just that guy. It was no, no frill, no dancers, no, right. you know, ain't no light shows. Just, it was just that guy is just sitting down here and he's just singing these songs that we love, you know? Wow. And, uh, and over the years, you know, it, 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 it evolved, you know, it, I, I evolved as an artist and, and the songs evolved and I wanted to put a group together that a band together that, you know, and we were opening up, you know, so we weren't really, I wasn't really mm -hmm. carrying, you know, the okay. whole thing. But in order to carry the whole thing, it had to change. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got to, that's you right. Know, that, ener that energy, you know, the, you know, it has to peak in the right places. It has to, you know, get in and, 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 and chill out in the right places. And you got to right. hit certain songs and you, you learn what works and what, what doesn't work. And, uh, you know, so it, the show has changed over the years. I wanted to be able to go on before or behind, you know, anybody, you know. Um, right. So we, you know, you know, which which we, you know, that's that's the plan. I mean, there's some people you just don't want to go on after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, let's talk about that. So funny. You mentioned that because we were on tour together. I was with Babyface and, and yeah. you were with yeah. yourself. Amazing. Bro, your show is so on point. Like the last show I saw yeah. was uh, this year. I mean, last year around this time, I think uh, yeah. it was killing. I mean, it was so beautifully executed and performed like the like you said, it had the um, the dynamics, right? The dynamics, the ups right. and the downs, the bobs and the weaving, you know, in and out. It's beautiful. So uh, we're talking now many tours later, you've developed, you right, know, right, this, right, this, right. this protocol that you adhere to, this, this, and this routine. And, you know, 
you you got your you got your touring muscles for sure you know yeah yeah but it's like you know especially like like you know going on after before after face and we always you know <laughs> we're always i don't want to go on after you know like dude right. i don't want to go on after because like it ain't fair it ain't fair you go you're not going on just after baby face you're going on after baby face Tevin Campbell, yeah. Whitney Houston, yeah. <laughs> Bobby Brown, TLC, Bobby Brown, TLC, and, uh, New you know Edition. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, come you know, on. You know, it's yeah. not a question of, yeah. are you good enough? It's like, yeah, we're good enough, but it's like, it's just the flow of the, you know, this is just the the flow of the show and like and knowing. But I but I've, I've become more and more comfortable, you know, with what we do and when and people know what you know they they know how they know how we're coming. You know what I'm saying? Right. And 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 this I think this is a credit accredited to the fact that when you hear a chem song, like you said, from those first three or four notes, there's no doubt in your mind, oh, this is a fucking chem song right here. <laughs> right. This is my jam. This dude doesn't let me down because I know when I listen to this record, his records, his body of work, his catalog. It's the vibe. He sets that same vibe every time. Like you said, whether you set it in your living room or you set it in front of 15,000 people, it's you, bro. And there's a lot of weight in that, that you have created your own identity. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 No, that's huge. And that's not blowing smoke. That's just legit. That's the real deal. Like, it's very hard to develop that as an artist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, was that evolutionary? Of course it was in a sense, but how in the beginning did you say you know what i'm gonna you did, did you mastermind that did you said i'm gonna do xyz i'm gonna figure out how to do this and that was there any kind of pre-schematics involved no in i think i think the i think the premise is always <clears throat> the premise my premise is always you know ground zero for me is always just how can i how can i be better you know how can i be better how can i how can i be uh competitive not in the not in the sense that like i'm, I'm right. competing with with people but you know how can i you know how can you know how can i bring it you know how can i bring it how can i keep what i'm doing fresh you know how can i keep the audience you know engaged you know um how can i right. challenge myself you know on stage um you know we want i want i want you to be entertained when you leave you know a, 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 a chem show i want you to have an experience you know and not so much you know the a, a party vibe but i mean I, I like to think that our shows are entertaining that they're spiritual that they're that they're moving that they're you know there's nothing you know i remember we did a uh we did a a, a christmas show and i'm and i you know and i i started singing uh one of the songs from my christmas album man and i know and, and, when, and when i started singing the song the dude there was a dude in the audience it was like he settled down he settled into his seat and like put his arm around his woman yeah, you know see, what i'm saying yeah, i mean yeah. it was like you know that's what it is you know what uh, what it's saying? like when you put on that nat king cole record <laughs> chestnuts on an open fire you, know, you just like, like oh you know. man that's comfy yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know i love I, it. I want people to leave, to leave feeling like that you know right right you know, so so the so the so there's no you know the only plan is to is to be better you know, and to be the best version of myself, you know, on 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 stage and on wax. <laughs> I love that. I love you that, know. man. That's a, such a perfect word of wisdom. You know, I always ask my guests about that. Um, and I love the fact that that's your you know principle that you personally adhere to. If if you were asked by an up and coming artist, you know, you know, hey, Cam, how do I make it today? What do I got to do? 
What's it going to take? You know, it seems like that's that's the for, that's the, the foundation of it right there, what you said. Any other advice that you would throw at them? You know, what else? I think the first thing, man, is like really make sure that like, you know, you have to, and, and this is the, and, and it's a dance, you know, when you're first starting out, you have to know that this is what you're supposed to be doing. Right. You know, you have to know that, you know, everybody that wants to, you know, why your, your motivation is your, mo you know, your motivation to be famous, your motivation to make some money, to just, you know, make a whole lot of money. You know, you, we, we live in a reality, you know, in this reality entertainment driven thing where everybody has got a, you know, a YouTube channel and uh, IG page and right. we're all trying to have our greatest moments. And just because you can sing real, just because you can sing don't mean that you're supposed to be dedicating your entire life to this. You know what I'm saying? What you're supposed to be doing, you're, what you think you're going to get from here and what you're looking for from here is actually waiting, maybe waiting for you someplace else. But you're doing this dance, right? And you're going to be trying to you know, get a record deal until you're 75, you've missed the mark. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not to say that you can't be 75 and get a record deal, but I'm just saying, you know, make sure that this is, you know, and if you can hear all of that that I just said and you still want to pursue it, then then then, then I would say. <laughs> <laughs> then it means that it chose you and you didn't choose it, right? Right. You know, then I would say, you know, educate yourself. Yes. Um, uh read you know there are a lot of real simple books man that helped me of course everybody's read you know donald passman uh um you know everything you need to know about the music business about the music yeah. business yeah. I, I started reading i started reading it again you know what i'm saying just yeah. to, Good you know i mean educate yourself um surround yourself with people who are uh you don't have to know everything but you should know the lingo you should know the mm -hmm. language and you should mm -hmm. be able to surround yourself with people if you don't know find somebody who does know um and the people who are around you right now i read this book man i don't i can't tell you who the author was but it was about it was a book called how to manage your band <laughs> <laughs> i love that because <laughs> lord knows your band is always full of trouble there's always trouble in a band, band. <laughs> i mean but it was just simple stuff like dude I love it. you know stop trying to connect with irving azoff you know, the guy who's most important to you right now is the guy who can fix your microphone. <laughs> you know That's what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Stop trying to, the people who are around, who are in your sphere right now, you all are, That's... you all are coming up together right now. You know what I'm mm. saying? So those people are important to this, to this, this stage of, of your journey, you know, surround yourself with the creative people who are, you know, those people are, you know, are, are integral to 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 your destiny. Y'all may not uh, all go on the same ride and arrive at the same place, but right now in this place, they're integral to you. This is you know, the yeah. people who are with you right now are the ones who are going to be, you know, who are going to be part of the found the part of the foundation that you're standing on to to reach for the stars. You know, that's so, right. You know, cherish those people. Try work with integrity. Don't work for money. If you're working for money, you're a fool. <laughs> you know, um, you know. Don't chase gigs. Let your yes be yes, and your no be no. You know what I'm saying? If I tell Michael Rapol that yo, I'm gonna do. If I tell anybody, if I tell, if I tell, if I tell Nomad that I'm gonna do his podcast at five o'clock on Thursday, you know, if Oprah calls me and wants to do something at five, I can't do it because I've made a commitment to you. 
You know what I'm saying? I've wow. chased that before and I've chased that and been wrong, you right. know, and didn't get anything. You know what I'm saying? What well, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Pay people what you owe them. If you can't pay them, tell them you can't pay them. Don't run for nobody. Don't cross the street when you see folks. That's Take right. people's phone calls. You know what I'm saying? Return <sighs> phone calls. Don't make promises that you can't keep. I mean, these are, yeah, right? That's just life, life, life. Like We should be doing that in every year. But like that's, yeah, you know, but you know, people should want to, when your team and your crew leave the building, people should be like, yo, when are nice they coming back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's get them back. They were so much fun. So good to work with. I mean, and but these are the tenets of life, like you said, that why for some reason, well, we know why, because society has been twisted by, by technology in a way, but it's just so many people don't adhere to these principles anymore. And it's right. really sad. It's frustrating. Like, I, I, your your follow-up game, the integrity of your word, you know, right. uh, just just scheduling and budgeting, and hey, I'm so sorry I don't have the money right now. But tell you what, by this date I can pay you. You know what I mean? Right. That right. that communication. Right. Oftentimes right. I'm baffled by the fact of that communication seems to be missing in our industry. Just right. communicate. Right. 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 So. Right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, man, so grateful for to hear all of this from you. And not only hear it from you, but I've been working with you for a while now, and you prove it to me in all of your actions. This is who you are as a person. Not that you have to prove anything you don't, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, you don't right. just speak this, you live it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, you know, it's important. You know, it's, a, it's really, it's really important, man. I think that that, uh, you know, and I look back, man, it's like, you know, I've been, my first chemistry was almost 20 years ago, you know, wow. and, uh, you know. Where did, you know, it's like, where, where did the time go? You know, um, yes. you know, so, you know, I think that, um, you know, I'm grateful for it. And, and, you know, and I have, when I, when I sit back, it's like, yeah, I've learned, I've, I've had some things, you know, learned, learned a few things that have helped me along the way. So hopefully, you know, that can be helpful for somebody else. Absolutely. Now, speaking of which, August 28th, 2020, you just dropped your fifth album, Love Always Wins. Yeah. And I am so grateful to have been a part of that. Uh, thank you for calling me to play on a couple tunes. Uh, yeah. Always delighted to work with you. Talk about that. So this, I mean, this album is, is dope. And not only did I get to record some, but we did some other stuff. I don't know if I could talk about that yet, but. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the, the uh, yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, and thank you for, for, for participating. We got to, you know, Absolutely. we did the Tiny Desk, yes. the NPR Tiny Desk. I think that that's, that's probably airing soon if it hasn't already aired. Right. Um, I just got word yesterday that uh, the other tune that you played on, uh, the, the duet Live Out Your Love with Tony Braxton, just yeah. just cracked the top 10 on on Urban U uh, on All USC right. Radio. You know, Congrats, so, man. And, and Friends Today is my joint for real, like forever. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. you know, uh, that's my uh, my fifth fifth studio album on the Motown label, um, and uh, I always feel like the the my current album, my current project is the best that I've you know the best that I could be to date. And yeah. uh, and love always wins is 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 no is no different, man. I'm really 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 proud of of the work that we've done, and and really great grateful that you are that that you're a part of it, and really looking forward to having you 
on 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 other stuff you know oh man i can't wait super stoked and then also like i just you have so much cool things going on uh so tell me about what you're doing with love and marriage with your wife on social media it looks like you guys are doing like this mini series kind of vibe yeah we shot um you know my wife is uh is truly uh my better half <laughs> i love that and, i say uh, that all the time yeah. yeah you know i mean like for real you know <laughs> yeah. she's uh you know, it's like the 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 missing the missing link. Um, mm. You know the um, you know my it, the missing link where I'm where I'm going next. She's an integral part of it. You mm. know, and uh, um, and we wanted to we wanted to share that share our story and like we do we would do things, man, and people would would comment on it. You know, and would be intrigued by it. You know, and uh, especially during this time where these crazy times that we're living in, just wanted to put something positive out into into the world and 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 share, um, you know, an aspect of my life that that people, um, you know, have always probably have probably always been curious about, but were never really, you know, like what, you know. Right, right. So we we take. I think the the last episode will air uh this this coming weekend and uh you know she's a, a dj so she's she's gigging and she's you know she's just really a you know really i'm really proud of her and uh and i i'm, I'm really uh looking forward to what 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 comes next you know for us as a couple amazing i love that more power to you guys so exciting and finally this last thing i wanted to talk to you about tell us about mac and third so you founded this nonprofit organization and right. you know it sounds like you're doing some really great things uh that. mac and third yeah mac and third is uh is a foundation that i started and really just i started it man because um we uh you know i have a a, a background of, of of being you know homeless and in and out of shelters and battled with addiction and and depression and all of these things man and there and, and during the darkest periods of my life there were organizations and and people who who lent me a helping hand and, and helped me get back on my feet and uh mm. so i started the foundation to uh, give resources to organizations like that, you know, uh, especially, you know, a lot of places are uh, like the, uh, Salvation Army and the Detroit Rescue Mission and, and, um, uh, a lot of organizations are funded by, you know, people they're, they're to do their work, you know, they need, they need money, you know, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. they used to be able to rely on, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of funding from the government and, and that's, you know, dwindled down to next to nothing, you know, so wherever I can throw somebody a bone and help them do some good out in the world, you know, that's, that's what Mac and third is about. I think that's so important. That's such an yeah. integral part to what you do as an artist. That's beautiful, man. Thank you. Uh, do you mind if we do some quick rapid fire questions for fun? Oh yeah, sure. All right. Favorite food. Uh, anything from my mother's kitchen. Ah, good answer. But I bet you it's amazing too. <laughs> Favorite sport? Yeah. Uh, basketball. How do you spend your free time, assuming you have free time? Working. <laughs> hey, exactly, right? <laughs> I say that all the time. As musicians, we don't have free time, really. <laughs> no, I, if I'm if I'm not if I'm not working, you know, I'm real. I'm 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 wrangling my kids. You know, there you go. Uh, there I'm, you go. I'm wrangling my kids. Yeah, I'm either I'm either working or I'm being a dad and a husband. 
on those long flights across continents, what, how do you enjoy your time? I sleep. <laughs> Aha, catch up on sleep, right. I'm, uh, I'm, sleep, I'm sleep before the wheels leave the ground. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so jealous. I can't sleep that well on planes. So yeah, I, I look yeah. at my buddies who can. I'm like, oh, man. Uh, okay, what's the last song you listened to that you had no professional affiliation with? The last song I listened to that had no... Yeah. Return of the Mac. <laughs> Return of the Mac. Turn up, nice. right? Yeah, my wife. My wife was playing it down. She's playing it. Down. Yeah, I love that. Wait, who, who that? is that? Who, who is that? Is I was that just gonna say. I don't even know who that is. Is that a re Return of the Mac? That's like it's Claire not like Maxi Priest or somebody. Maxi Priest? Is it some? Yeah, it's like the nineties, no, right? Yeah, I think it is the nineties. Yeah, it is the nineties. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll look it up. We're gonna, not Terrence Trent Darby. No, 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 no. No, it's not Terrence Trent no. Darby. But but he's although I'm that dude, man. Yeah, that, crazy, right? Yeah, yeah right, right, right. Uh, what what favorite TV show or movies that you're streaming now? Are you into any of that? My favorite movie is uh, Tombstone. It's Tombstone and the Godfather. It's like Tombstone ah. and the Godfather. It's like right, you know, right, like right, that. right, right up in there. Tombstone uh, is the Western, right? That Western? Tombstone is, uh, yeah. yeah, OK Corral, Wyatt Earp. Yes, Wyatt Earp. Kurt, Kurt Russell and Kurt Russell, man. And, uh, Val Kilmer is Doc Holliday. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good one, man. Wow. Yeah. OK, shopping online or brick and mortar? Obviously, without COVID. Um, online. Online. OK, nice, online. nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Get right because I'm in the store, man. And like, uh, I was in the mall a few years ago, trying to buy something real simple, man. And the and the and the person who was who was who was serving me yeah. was just really, you know, I'm like, dude, really? I'm, and then it just and the light bulb went off. I'm like, why am I even in here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to be here. <laughs> I was just saying that was a stupid question for you because you probably get mobbed when you go to the store. So why, why, why yeah, am I even in you gotta here? be careful. Like, uh, look, you've collaborated with so many great people, but if there was a dream collaboration, what would it be? Sade. Sade. That, oh, I already hear it. That's amazing. I could yeah. see the both yeah. of you making music together. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good one. And finally, the proverbial drum roll. What would you do if you weren't Kem, the artist, the musical artist? If you weren't a career musician, what do you think you'd end up be doing? Waiting tables. <laughs> <laughs> like so many of us. As I say tables. that all the time. I'm you know like, there's nothing else to do. What am I going to do, right? <laughs> right. Wait that right. You know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> it chose us. In that sense, you know what I'm saying? I didn't yeah. prepare for I didn't prepare for anything else. Yeah, you know, so I, true. you know, yeah, man, Cam, I am so grateful that you took the time once again. We appreciate you, brother, and I appreciate you, and I'm just glad to call you a friend. No, man, it's been a pleasure, man, and uh, looking forward to making more great music with you. Absolutely. Binge previous seasons of the Career Musician Podcast and subscribe for all new episodes. Follow the Career Musician on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on the latest news and tips from the world's leading musicians. I'm just a nomad, nowhere man Writing the songs in this one-man band
and creator of the Career Musician Podcast, and I am thoroughly stoked to be an official member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Pantheon Podcast Network is the first of its kind as an all-music-based podcast collective. Please be sure to check us out at pantheonpodcast.com for more info. Pantheon Podcast Network. 